To Chelsea Disgrace podcast, where I talk about stuff that has probably happened to you, but uh, you're too embarrassed to tell people. Um, speaking of which, I was at work the other day, and I was in the middle of like an 11 day in a row work schedule, and I'm just to the point where I've worked so many days in a row that I'm just starting to slip into like a state of madness, and then when I realize I have six more days of work left. I just let like the crazy wash on over me. So it was like an insanely busy day and I just needed to breathe for like a second. So I asked to go to the washroom and it was a lovely time because nobody else was in there with me. So it was a very tranquil piss. And then as I was washing my hands, uh, some sort of like EDM song comes on. So I grab a bunch of paper towels for each hand and I just start spinning my arms around and just waving the paper towels in the air like I'm at some sort of rave. And I'm just fucking giving it her, like just letting off some steam when an entire family walks into the washroom and sees me doing this. And at this point, I just didn't give a fuck. So I just nodded. was like, hello and walked right on out which um leads me right into today's topic of things that i thought were a good idea but actually were not and um i can't possibly stress enough how many things in my life fall under this category but i'll just share like a couple funny stories with you today so um when i was in the second grade i got gum stuck in my hair so my mom took me to have it all chopped off and so with that along with the fact that i wore like men's extra large t-shirts to hide my boobs the kids at school used to tease me because i looked like a boy so ever since then i vowed never to cut my hair again like at the most, I'll maybe get like an inch or two cut off, maybe once or twice a year. So um, a few years back, a friend and I uh, planned to take a trip across the states uh, in our car. And I figured, you know, there was a very real possibility I could maybe uh, fuck my way through the country by sleeping with someone from every state. So, you know, I wanted to look like top-notch, like just my best. So uh, I made what I feel was the worst decision of that year and um, that was to get my bangs trimmed and here's how that went. It was a dreary night, one where the clouds covered the moonlight and the stars, cloaking the city with a shade of darkness, almost as if they were trying to warn me that disaster was about to strike. It was 8 p.m. and I had just finished my shift at the coffee shop. I was due to leave on my quest the next day, so I was limited when it came to my options for places to get my face curtains fixed up. At this time of night, my only option was first-choice hair cutters. Now I thought to myself two things. One, how bad can this place be if it's people's first choice? I mean, they can't just call it that for nothing. They have, they have to have some sort of credibility. And two, how hard can trimming bangs be? Well, I could not be more wrong about something. 
I could certainly try, but I would not be successful. I could pick up a job as an in-house stripper at a retirement home, and I still wouldn't be more wrong than I was about the bangs being hard to screw up. Because apparently the proper clipping of bangs is a rare and lost art because they look like I had taken the end of like a broom and singed the fucking bristles and then swept up shards of glass. It looked like a fucking scarecrow's mustache or like the sharp part of a roll of tape. I was completely devastated. I trusted that bitch. I had my eyes closed the whole time and I should have known something wasn't right when she was doing more scissoring than a lesbian on a long weekend. I hated her with every fiber of every hair that she brutally dismembered from my head. Right when I saw it, my brain did that thing where, like, I imagine doing something versus what, like, I actually did, um, which was I just smiled and I told her, you know, oh, it's nice and I paid the $5. But what I imagined myself doing was, like, I'd slowly stand up from the barber chair and, like, turn my head to face her with a big fake smile on my face. And then she'd say, well, do you like it? Or I'd be like, <laughs> do I like it? <laughs> well, let's see. Did the Jews like fleeing their country during the war? No. Did uh, did Jack like chilling in you know the Atlantic Ocean so Rose could have the floating door? Did your mom like what I did to her last night? Because you know, as much as those people hated those things, I dislike my hair even more than that. You cross-eyed son of a bitch. And then I'd grab her by the neck and lift her in the air over to that blue shit that the combs sit in. And then I'll dunk her face in it. And then I'll shave off various parts of her hair. And then I'll take that hair. And then I'll stuff it in her mouth. And I'll just, like, rub her neck until she swallows it. Just like when you have to, like, feed a pill to your dog. And then I'll take a shit on her hair straightener. So it gets all steamy and melty and smelly. And then I'll run it over what's left of the hair on her head. And then I'll tie her to the chair using the blow dryer cord and leave her there to think about what she has done. And then I'll fly away. Fly away into the night sky using the stupid hair cape that they velcro around your neck so tight the whole place can hear you swallow. But seriously, it was really, like, really bad. And after it was over, I just sat in my car in the parking lot and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry or, like, run into oncoming traffic. And when I got home, I tried everything to fix them, but there was just nothing would work. I had nothing to work with. I started missing my old bangs and I started to forget what they look like and, like, they exist now only in my memory so like people at work were like like what happened to your and i'm like i don't want to talk about it new subject leave my bangs alone and my whole trip revolved around like looking for different hairstyles or gadgets i could hide the monstrosity that was my head i found like a feathery headband at a native american rest stop for like 4.99 that i wore every single day until they grew back so yeah first choice haircutters bad idea and also nowhere near my first choice for a haircutting establishment like people in places i would rather go to for a haircut before i go to first choice would probably include jason Voorhees with his machete the wood cutting department at home depot like a preschool at arts and crafts time and a drunk blindfolded michael j fox
like I never understood why girls were so particular about who they got their hair done by until that happened. So now I go to the best and most professional hairstylist I know. So shout out to Batsy from Cabello Hair Salon, who not only doesn't make me look like Raggedy Ann, but who actually treats hairstyling and coloring like a science and art. Like her work is truly impressive. So unlike Stevie Wonder over at First Choice there. I still to this day fantasize about bad things happening to her and my friends still to this day will randomly be like, hey, remember when you had that really bad haircut? And I'm like, hey, remember when I kicked you in the vagina so hard that you couldn't have babies? Like, no, well, that's because I'm going to do it right now. Like, I'm actually, I'll maybe post a picture of the haircut on Instagram today. So if you aren't following me, then check it out at Chelsea Disgrace. So yeah, First Choice, Bad idea. Good idea gone bad number two. Um, So there was a time when I went to a get-together with some of my closest girlfriends so we could, like, catch up on each other's lives and tell each other what's new and exciting. And this is how the conversation went. So my friends were like, yeah, the wedding is coming up so soon. Basically, you just have to iron out last-minute details. And like, oh, the new house is great. The fiancé does all the yard work. So, like, I just do the dishes and stuff. It's super nice. And, like, married life is so good. We can't wait till we're done building the house. And then I'm like, so I got kicked out of Sears yesterday for having sex in the bathroom at at the Sears. And it's like awkward silence. And the worst part about it is that I felt like I was the only one out of all my friends that was actually doing life correctly. Like on a scale of being ashamed, um, if one was like, yeah, say la vie. And 10 was like, I need to change my name, get a face transplant, quit my job and relocate. My level of shame was a zero. Like I was zero percent of my feeble attempt to fornicate in a washroom at the local mall and props to the guy for taking me there like when it comes to level of class Sears is my department store equivalent like I mean I know I'm no upper class hoity-toity buy me a steak dinner before I suck your dick kind of girl so clearly Nordstrom is out of the question but I'm not a hood rat either and taking me to Walmart to slip me like the good old one two and aisle three and then grabbing Pringles from aisle four would like probably offend me a little bit so yes having sex in public places always seems like a good idea and it usually is as long as you're like smart about it right like maybe scout out a place ahead of time um i kind of had this idea for an app for people's phone that would um tell you like good public places to have sex like i would obviously observe different places around the city that i think would be suitable for public sex and i can keep like a journal or a log that shows like the foot traffic of these different areas during certain times of the day so people know when it's the best time to go have sex there and i would obviously have to have sex and like all these places so I could give a star rating out of five based on factors like comfort level of terrain or like how the ventilation was and I'm sure there'll be a few more details to iron out but I really think it could be a contender for like most downloaded app or something but yeah so here's how it went down so this gentleman caller of mine was from out of town which is just how I like my men because there's a low risk of it heading to a committed relationship which is my biggest fear topping many other fears of mine which include spiders centipedes clowns um, accidental eye contact during sex uh, snakes haircuts large floating vessels lunch meat serious conversations dying alone um, 
Immaculate Conception, people who work at mall kiosks, roller coasters, passing like a really small marijuana joint, um, getting that roll of skin between both boobs that some girls have that makes it look like your tits are like mounted on a plaque, um, being tickled, relying solely on the withdrawal method, vaccinations, overdosing on cheese whiz, um, garden gnomes, cotton balls, and holding babies, just to name a few. But yeah, being in a committed relationship takes number one spot. So a gentleman caller was in town for a few hours on business and we met up and got hamburgers. So I'm already all horned up and then he needed some shoes. So we went to the mall, got him some shoes and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, okay, hold the phone. We just sat down in a public place, ate food while having a rather enjoyable conversation and now we're buying shoes so uh if we don't have some dirty non-eye contact sex where you just like degrade me to the brink of abuse soon then this just got domesticated and i ain't about that life so thankfully i know how to pick my men perfectly uh suited to my needs and he says so want to find some word of sex and i'm like thank god i was tickled pink and about to have my pink tickled by the hands dick and mouth of this perfect specimen of a baloney homie that's what i i call my fuck buddies my baloney homies so uh we have joked around about having sex on the mattress display at sears and then agreed upon giving the sears bathroom a go seeing as the, the only people who really shop there are like 87 years old so either they're buying Spanx and diabetic socks or they're also there looking for like a mediocrely clean washroom to spice up their sex life in so we venture on up the escalator and find the washroom ignoring the signs that clearly state area monitored by security cameras i just figured it was some sort of like homer simpson sort of situation with a guy in a room full of tvs and he just has his like feet up on the control board like napping or eating donuts so anyway the men's bathroom was occupied so we went into the ladies washroom shut the door put the door stopper in because you know ain't nothing getting past a wooden door stopper so uh we drop our bags and start making out quite heavily might i add now um i did do one thing right i did ahead and I wore a skirt in hopes that we'd find ourselves in a situation where he needed like fast access to my carton of eggs like one of those outside slots at a movie rental place you can just slip it in and be on your way you know like no sense in waiting in line for the bank teller if you just have one quick deposit you feel me so my panties are just about to drop when there's like a loud knock on the door like and I hear open up and my man friend like runs into the stall and I freeze just hoping he'll go away but he continues to bang on the door so I'm thinking quickly and I grab my cell phone and I'm pretending like I'm on it and I just bust out into my best fake cry and I open the door and this old man security guard's there and my first instinct was like hey invite him into the party offer him a sexual favor or two in exchange for like not taking me to mall jail like oh hi sir welcome please come on in um if you could please disrobe and wait in stall number two I'll be with you shortly after I'm finished with my first client Fortunately, I don't actually have the confidence or stamina for that scenario, so um, there I was, standing in front of the security guard, panties moist as grandma's sponge cake, and I'm pretending to cry on my phone, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir, I just shut the door because I needed a moment alone, I just received some bad news, and I'm so sorry, and at first he looked, like, genuinely concerned for me, like, I thought I had this old fucker fooled, and he's like, mm-hmm, anyone else in the bathroom with you? I'm like, not that I know of, and then I ran, just leaving my man friend to fend for himself, 
Um, so then I hear him say, like, the ladies' room is for ladies only. Get out. And I'm trying my best not to die laughing as I'm thinking, like, well, there certainly ain't anything ladylike about what I was doing in there. So that was an unsuccessful venture. But um, it does have a happy ending. We did park behind the uh, automotive building and we had sex in his boss's truck in broad daylight, might I add. So you know what? Suck a dick, Sears. Although I have to admit, ever since this happened, I've been living with the feeling of like being defeated. Like I feel like authority has won. So like Devonshire Mall, Windsor, Ontario is like my Mount Everest. I need to go forth and I need to climb that bitch. Like I need to climb it like a shitty Katy Perry song climbs the billboard charts. Like I need to have sex in that mall. So um, anyway, another one of my ideas that went a little sour, a couple months ago I was creeping Instagram and I saw this girl who had a pet rat and she had like pictures of it sitting on her shoulder and she'd take it for walks and shit and it just looked like the grandest time and I'm just over here ratless, sans rat, missing out on all the joys and perks of owning a rat. So after like 10 minutes of careful consideration, I convinced myself that it was stupid and selfish of me not to have a rat and that there were obviously no drawbacks to me owning one my friends were like well what about your dog like isn't she born to kill rodents and I'm all like well like weren't you born to like be a good friend and maybe support my ventures in rodent collecting and I didn't want to admit it but I was kind of worried about the dog thing so I googled dash hounds and rodents and the first article that pops up was like top 10 dog breeds ideal for killing rats which wasn't a good sign but I put a positive spin on things and was like get a load of this and I googled unlikely animal friendships where I saw like a picture of an owl hugging a fox or like a lion giving a deer a bath and then in my mind I'm like playing like I'm walking on sunshine whoa and like a montage of my dog and my rat doing cool shit together is playing through my mind like I imagine them walking down the street together and my rat goes and pickpockets food from like the purse of like unsuspecting women which is every woman because who starts their day with the notion that they're gonna be robbed by a rat so my rat steals food for him and my dog to share like my dog's sort of fat and has trouble walking so I'm picturing like them like my dog on a skateboard and my rat's like pushing the skateboard around and then at the end of the night they curl up in front of the fireplace and I think how lucky I am to have them in my life and I just sit and watch them alone dunking oreos into my wine um I also assume my rat would love, like, the shit out of me, right? And my life would be, like, fucking Cinderella. And my rat would be my best friend and help me put on my clothes in the morning and shit like that. Um, So, yeah, my head and my heart is now set on owning a pet rat. So, on my way to the store, I'm thinking, well, like, what sounds more cool? Like, yeah, I own a pet rat. Or, like, yeah, I own two pet rats. So, no doubt about it, the second one sounds less creepy. So, it was decided two rats it is and they were super easy to pick out because one was stuffing his face with food and the other one was taking a shit so you know shitting and food are my two favorite pastimes so obviously I had to bring them home with me so I brought them home and uh, put them in the cage I had built from the night before and about four minutes later my mom discovers them and she has like an emotional breakdown like just freaking out like dishing out threats like I'm moving out and I'm disowning you and then she threatened to stop cooking for me so I'm like whoa whoa 
let's talk about this for a sec. So I tell her about like how they're going to help me get dressed in the morning and be my best friend and whatnot. And then four minutes after that, my dog charged at the cage like a rhinoceros. So this was off to a bad start. And it only got worse when one night I'm sleeping and I'm woken up because my covers are sliding down my body. And so obviously I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a ghost. And I'm clearly very upset because... A, the ghost was uninvited, and B, the ghost was a blanket hog. And I didn't want to make any quick movements in case, like, the spooky ghost reacted suddenly by entering my my soul or something. So I grabbed my phone and, like, shined the light, and I realized that my rats had somehow, through the bars of the cage, gotten hold of my blankets and were chewing, like, massive holes in it. So uh, once I started cleaning the cage, uh, one got a hold of my hair and was trying to, like, pull me into the cage to what I assume was to eat my face off so now I'm fully convinced that uh, they're pulling a Shawshank Redemption here and are slowly chewing an escape hole through their cage at night when I'm asleep and uh, soon it'll be big enough for them to escape and come kill me and my family so with all these factors put into play along with the fact that when I tried to pet one or pick it up it would just shit itself I realized having rats probably isn't the best idea I ever had so I put an ad on the internet to try and sell them, which attracted the attention of one lady who I was emailing back and forth with, and she seemed normal until she left this super awkward voicemail on my phone, and I realized she's a fucking weirdo and probably wants my rats for either putting them in a soup or getting them taxidermy so she could play with them. So I actually saved the message on my phone, and I'm going to play it for you guys. So here it is. Hi, Chelsea. It's, uh, you've been talking to through Kijiji for your um, two six-month-old uh, rats, the boys, the two boys there. They come from the same litter, right? Because, um, uh, like, rats and mice have to come from the same litter or they usually don't get along. So I assume that you got them from the same litter. Um and they'll sound like pretty colors. The ones I had, I had two Rex ones at first, but they were pretty sick, and I got them for free from a a pet store sick because, you know, they wanted them to have a better life than to end it in a pet store. And uh, the, the other one I got was a fancy wrap that was black and white. So brown and white and tan and white would be really cool, and having them in a nice rat cage and all that you were describing that you had for them. Um, uh, my sister was in the area of um, near Optimus Park and stuff, and uh, um, so she said to give you a call. You can call her, uh, 226-6488, that's her cell phone. Her name is and she's my apartment mate, uh, or sister, I call her. Um, and she is part of, you know, she, the process of, like, she has part of the animals, too. And so I asked her, since she's around the area, could she call you? So she asked me to call you, see if you're around. So if you're around, can you call her? Um, she's going to be back out there, I think, for another hour to driving around doing stuff, uh, tasks that she needs to do her, um, and she'll go in and, and, you know, look at the rats and get them 
if, uh, like, I told her what I want and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, and she knows the neighborhood well because her mom lives on. So Kelly's uh, number, again, her cell phone number is 226. So as much as these rats are ruining my life by eating my bed and my hair, like, and all the food in the house, I I refuse to give them to someone that weird. Like, I feel like I'm going to have an Elizabeth smart situation on my hands. She's going to come in through my window and seal them. But yeah, pet rats, not a good idea. But you know what? At least I have an imagination and I figure out things for myself, just how terrible my ideas are. Anyway, like, whatever. I don't care. So. And I can't wait to tell you about when, like, I finally get rid of them, which I'm pretty excited for. But anyways, um, as always, I'm here to make you feel better about yourself one Chelsea Grace problem at a time. See ya.